Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles will show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-use styles. Since having kids, I have kind of lost my personal style and I'm using Armoire to help me find it again while trying out different brands and styles without having to add more physical stuff to my wardrobe. And I have a few events that are coming up that I know I am going to want some fancier items to wear than the items that I own. And I don't really want to go shopping for items that are going to sit in my closet without being worn after that one day. I hate the waste that that creates and I love that Armoire allows you to rent high quality designer clothing for any occasion and then send it back. I'm just really grateful that I have Armoire to help me dress for the occasion without having to add something to my closet permanently that I know I'm only gonna be wearing once. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armwire.style slash minimalish. That's armwire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armwire today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Minimalism is the movement that encourages you to live with less. Less stuff, less possessions, less clutter, and find more joy and more time to focus on what matters. So what is minimalish? It's the grace-filled way of doing the same thing. Sustainable, realistic minimalism that actually makes sense for your life. The Minimalish Podcast is here to help you make life lighter realistically. I'm your host, Desiree, and my passion is to help you create room for what matters to you by cutting the clutter and excess stuff in your home and your life. It's not just about decluttering and having a tidy home, but about how having less stuff will give you more time and more space to focus on creating the life you actually want to live. We'll talk about topics of minimalism, motherhood, simple, intentional living, and everything in between here on the show each week. Let's walk towards simple together. Hey friend, just popping in before this episode starts to let you know that this episode looks a little different than the more recent episodes of Minimalish. In the beginning, my husband and I started this podcast together as the Minimalist Family Podcast, and it's gone through a few changes along the way. I kept these episodes here because I still believe they are really foundational to explain the minimalism journey my family and I have been on, and they align with what my what Minimalish is all about. 
It's also pretty fun to have these early episodes on here where my husband and I are both sharing our thoughts on minimalism because, as his wife, his opinions and views on the topic are important to me. All right, that's enough explanation from me. Let's get to the episode. I hope you enjoy it. Hey there, and welcome to the Minimalist Family Podcast. I'm Desiree. Usually my husband Nick is here to join me, but today I'm doing this podcast solo. But I'm talking about minimalist birthdays, basically minimalist birthday parties. Um, I'm going to touch on that and I'm going to talk about gift giving and receiving as kind of the bulk. So that's what I'm talking about. And actually, we just had Gemma's birthday party yesterday. So Gemma is our one-year-old daughter. We had a big one-year-old birthday bash for her. Um, It felt a little bit weird just practicing like a minimalist lifestyle, but yet throwing this Typical first year, our one-year-old birthday, but we decided to throw a huge birthday party for her because, one, we couldn't really avoid it with such big families on both sides, and two, we wanted to celebrate this milestone. She's our first kid. We totally love her, (laughs) as most parents do, Um, and we just wanted to celebrate her, so that's what we did. So before I really dig in and talk about kind of minimalist birthday parties, birthday parties for kids, which I can't talk too much into by experience, but I can just talk about our experience and kind of um, relate that to when kids are older as well. I think it is relatable. Um, And then I'm going to jump into talking about gift giving and gift receiving. So today I'm talking about gift receiving Um, I'll talk a little bit about gift gift giving, but we'll approach that closer to the holidays. So before we start, we like to talk about typically when I'm not the only one on here, um, what we're learning. So I'm just going to quickly talk about something I learned this week and it totally relates to this topic. And that is that it is possible to host a lot of people in a small home. I think that's one of the first things I thought about whenever we got this small home is that, you know, I do want to be hosting people more now that we live around family. So when we move, we move close to family. And now that we live close to family, I want to have people in my home all the time. So how's that going to work with a small home? Well, it's funny because I grew up being in small homes with a big family all of my life. Um, The home I grew up in, it It was like a three-bedroom home with a four-person family, so totally standard, not a huge home, not a small home. But we usually gathered like in my grandma's house, which was a really small house, um, with tons of people, like a lot of people in one little house. And, you know, I always say we grew up sitting on the floor, so people aren't going to mind like sitting on the floor and eating in the house. Um, So... That was kind of my mindset around it as this house grew on me, as I've loved living in a smaller home and inviting people in. I just realized like a lot of people have grown up in, you know, gathering in small spaces and that's totally fine. So you can still host in a small home. I feel like it's this myth that like if you buy a small home, you're not going to be able to have family over and people over and dinners and everything like that. Totally can. You can make it work with the space that you have. All right. So the next thing I'm going to talk about and kind of the bulk of this podcast is going to be about birthday parties. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit just about my experience and about some suggestions I have for kind of a, quote, minimalist family birthday party. And this is kind of talking more for kids, like obviously adult birthday parties mostly 
do at milestones or like have a small gathering. So we're not going to go, we're not going to go there. The big thing is birthday parties for kids because I know even though I've now only been a parent for one year, um, I know that, um, kids' birthday parties can be a point of stress. And even for me, there were points in this planning process that were stressful to me. Um, I knew that we were going to have a bigger party and that's not really my thing. So I knew planning it was going to be a little bit stressful in some ways. So here's what I learned. So here's what I learned from my fails and from our successes with this birthday party and kind of things that can apply across the board, things that other um, moms who kind of have a simple living philosophy have told me. So here's the first thing. You don't have to have a birthday party for every age that your kid is turning. Um, something I remember that my parents offered me when I was younger, and no, we weren't minimalist, but this was just like, I feel like a great practice, is that they would offer, do we want a birthday party or do we want money? Or do we want a birthday party or do we want this big gift that we've been wanting? Um, do we want a birthday party or do we want to go somewhere together instead? So I think when your kids get old enough, you can definitely start offering things like that. When they're younger, you don't necessarily have to throw birthday parties at all, do you? I mean, you can have a birthday dinner, you can celebrate your kids in whatever way feels appropriate. Um, for us, a bigger birthday party felt appropriate for our first birthday party with our first baby. So that's what worked for us. And there are totally options. I feel like there's this standard out there that you should have these birthday parties with beautiful themes and beautifully decorated venues and beautiful cakes like that's just not needed pinterest perfect is not needed so here's some thoughts to kind of go along with that if you are having a birthday party keep it simple you don't have to go overboard like i was saying with the pinterest perfect stuff when i was planning for Gemma's birthday i did want to have a theme i like to decorate i like that kind of stuff so it was for me that's what i wanted to do if we were going to have a party but things I was looking up on Pinterest um, with the peach theme, because that, that was the theme that we were doing for Gemma, because we call her our little peach. And it, the things I found on Pinterest is just like, I was never going to meet that standard. I was never, I'm not a professional party planner. I'm not a professional decorator. I'm not going to spend $600 on a cake that is going to get smashed into um, or to just serve people. It's just, it's not necessary unless, unless that's for you. If that's your thing, then of course, like if that brings you joy, if that sparks joy in your life, then you should totally like go all in. But as a minimalist, um, I feel like keeping it simple is kind of the best, like an overall good tip. Some people, this might be their thing that they want to be extravagant on, but for the general public, keeping it simple. Um, we all know, like, for a first birthday party, the party's more for the family and the parents, right? So, obviously, Gemma had a blast with her at her party, um, but her memory of the day isn't going to stay very long. So, I didn't want to put pressure on myself to, like, make it look perfect. And definitely, like, the decorating that I did, I loved, and I'm glad I did it, but I didn't go through anything to stress myself out about that. I think that with the simplicity of a party, like as long as you have some decent food, people are happy. And the people that aren't happy enough with just that, then don't worry about those people. Um, the rest of the people will be happy. And those are the people that you should be thinking about anyways, because the other ones are just those people that are hard to please. And maybe nothing you do are, is going to please them anyways. 
So like I said, keep it simple. And I think one of my biggest tips for keeping it simple, kind of to branch off of that, is to minimize your spending on decor. Um, use decor that is borrowed from people. My mom had leftover decor from other parties, and we used some of that. I bought some inexpensive decor. I used peaches, um, and now we're eating those peaches for the next week or more because I bought a lot of them. And I bought some baby's breath flowers, which are like the least expensive flowers ever because they're just sweet and small, and I put them in mason jars that we already had. So that was kind of the bulk of the decor that I bought, and um, it looked really nice and it was simple and it wasn't overbearing in any way. Another tip I have for birthday parties, if you are going to have one, um, and if you're going to have like one on a little bit of a larger scale or even a smaller scale, party planning can get stressful if you're the only one planning. So ask for help. I didn't even have to ask personally because that's the nature of my family to basically take over and help as much as they possibly can, which I love because I'm not the best party planner, um, but if you are throwing a party and it seems overwhelming, and this is for goes for any party, not just birthday parties, um, get help. So ask for help from family or friends. And then another tip, which doesn't go along with what we did, but it's a tip that I have about birthday parties and parties in general, is to keep them small. Um, in the future, I think we will keep Gemma's parties smaller if we can. Of course, we have a really big family, so and we want our family to be there. But this was a really special party, and as she gets older, if she wants birthday parties, like I said, that will be like maybe an option. Um, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, but they can be smaller. And when it comes to friends' birthday parties, I'd say like you know inviting friends to your kid's birthday party, probably keeping it smaller is the best bet for just saving money and keeping things simple in general. However, if you have a larger party, party that doesn't mean you cannot simplify that as well. All right, now on to gifts. So gifts, I feel like I have a little bit more to say about gifts. Just based on this experience, based on our past experience as we have kind of jumped into the simple living and minimalist lifestyle that we are living as a family. So this is a huge topic. I feel like this is one of the first listener questions I got when I asked for listener questions for this podcast. And this podcast is one big listener question. I'm not going to add another listener question because it was prompted because of a listener question. So, so our listener asked, what do you do about gift giving and gift receiving as a minimalist? So today I'm mostly talking about gift receiving, as I said earlier. I will touch on gift giving. So this is one of the larger times that we've experienced and navigated gift receiving as minimalists. However, we receive little gifts for Gemma all the time from family. And the main tip I have, so don't miss this one. So the main thing I have to say about gift receiving as a minimalist is don't be a jerk. Okay, so I need to get that out there before I give any other practical tips. And Gift giving is a love language. If you've ever read the five love languages book, and I'll tag that below just in case like that sounds intriguing to you. It's not a minimalist thing. It's just a, a book that a lot of people read in their marriage counseling. Um, and that's what Nick and I did. But gift giving is a love language. 
And it doesn't mean like you're giving gifts to people to win them over, but out of like the love you have for someone, you give them gifts. And that is a real thing. That's a thing that some people do. And I think that's part of my love language, which I've had to kind of navigate um, as we've kind of been diving into this minimalist lifestyle. But, um, you know, I have parents who give Gemma gifts. I have a grandma who gives Gemma lots of gifts. You know, I have, um, I have, there's cousins who give Gemma little gifts. Everyone, like a lot of people love to give babies gifts or kids gifts, right? Even if it's just something small, um, they kind of collect things from people that love them, that give them gifts. And, you know, obviously that means that over time things build up in your home, but if you are diligent in kind of going through and leveling your home, and even if you rotate toys or whatever, there Obviously, you can control these gifts in whatever way that works for you, but I think that you should receive gifts with grace and with thankfulness and just know that it's a sign of love. Um, so whatever you need to do to get your mindset to that point where you can you can receive gifts with that same thankful heart, like just because you're a minimalist doesn't mean you've turned into a jerk that doesn't like gifts, like no, that that's not right. So, um, so that's all I'm going to say on that. But here are ways um, you can kind of help to make sure people are giving gifts, especially at something like a birthday party where you're going to collect a lot of stuff at once, possibly. Here are some ways that you can make sure that it's not super excessive or, you know, it's not stuff that is not going to be used, if that makes sense. So the first thing you can do, and this is for everyday life, not just birthday parties, but um, I think it kind of helped us in a way is you can talk about minimalism, like talk about it, talk about what you're doing as a family, talk about simple living. Um, obviously we have a podcast about it. So our family knows kind of the lifestyle that we value and, um, that we value like experiences and people over things and, you know, let people know that you're, that you are trying to live with less stuff in your space. And I think that people, like nobody really likes clutter. So people will understand that. It's not like if you explain it, people will understand it. I think at first people thought like we were going crazy and going, I remember um, at one point I got a comment, like, are you going off the grid? Like this means you're not using technology or anything. I'm like, no, that's not quite it. So, um, so yeah, explain what minimalism is, and I think that a lot of people will respect that. But also, like, for birthday parties or for holidays, you can make a registry, and this was huge for us. So I felt a little bit weird doing it at first, because I know, like, people want to go shopping for some people. I should say some people want to go shopping for your kids, right? They want to find something that they think your kids will like. So what I did was there is a way you can make either a list or, like, a birthday registry, I did it on Target and Amazon, and I wasn't sure how it would go over. Um, so I did also tell my family, and I totally meant this from the bottom of my heart, that it was just a suggestion. Um, it was a list of things that we thought Gemma would love and that we want for Gemma, but they could buy her, you know, whatever they wanted. But also, gifts were not necessary. So we made that clear, and I'll get to that in a second. But we made a registry, and people really were extremely respectful to our values and um you know some people bought drama things that weren't on the list and some people bought things that were and some just you know gave gift cards so that we could buy her things or 
gave a gift of money and that was that is great because we can keep that for her as she gets older what i'm trying to say is that the registry i think was helpful to people um there was it took a lot of guesswork and a lot of time out, out of what it would take to shop for a kid and always like you know, your kid is always growing out of clothing. So you can always ask for clothes as well. Um, you can say like no toys, if that's something I did want some new toys for Gemma. So, and I wanted like specific ones, um, specific types of toys. So I put that on the registry, but you can always say like no toys, please. Something like that. Um, people can buy your kids clothes and people bought her clothes that they picked out for her. And that's perfect. Obviously those are going to be used. Um, so anyways, enough on that, but making a registry is definitely then getting back to saying, like, we did express that gifts were not necessary. We were not going to say a no gifts party because we knew that our family wanted to probably buy Gemma a gift. But um, we said gifts weren't necessary and we were very, tr like, that was a heartfelt thing. Like, we weren't just saying that to say it. Um, but you can do a no gifts party. And you can do that for a one-year-old's birthday party or you can do it for any age. Obviously, this is something that if your kid is old enough, like you need to discuss with them if they are used to getting gifts at a birthday party. But, um, you know, discuss it with your family, discuss it with each other that this is a no gifts party. You know, maybe instead have people bring a side dish and do like a potluck so it doesn't feel like because some people don't want to come to a party bringing nothing. So those are just some ideas. We've never done that. Um, not at least not fully, um, but it might be something that we do in the future. I think it is a cool idea if you don't want to add anything to your home at the moment. Um, and then you can also, so this is something Nick just told me, and I'm going to say it like real briefly because I don't know the details, but he told me that he heard um, on, I don't know if it was a podcast he was listening to or an article he read about like kids' birthdays, but to ask for donations to your kid's college fund instead of... Um, instead of gifts. So, you know, you could do something along those lines. I don't know the details. Like I said, I'm sure you could, I don't even have a resource to tag, but I'm sure you could look this up if it sounds like something that you would want to do. So this is the last thing. Sorry, I had one more thing. So keep gift lists for everyone in your family um, as the year goes on. And what are the things that you want? What are the things that your kids want or need? Have these lists ready to share for holidays and birthdays and obviously edit them throughout the year because your kids might want something one day and the next day they forget about it, right? And then they want something new. Um, all right. So that's kind of my thoughts on gift receiving. Obviously, we haven't navigated this for super long, but this is what I learned from the one larger party we posted and just from like naturally receiving gifts for Gemma all the time. Um, now gift giving. And like I said, these are quick notes on gift giving because we're going to approach this closer to the holidays. And I'm going to actually interview a friend on this uh, because they have a really cool method that they go through with gift giving at the holidays. Um, but this isn't just about the holidays. It's just in general gift giving as a minimalist. Here are some quick tips. First, you can ask what people need and stick to this. So the whole thing with gift giving as a minimalist is you don't, if, if it's my value that I don't want my home cluttered with unnecessary things and things that we're not using, then I don't want to give people things that are unnecessary or at least that they're not going to use. Because let's 
I'll face it, we have things in our home that are unnecessary, but that we love, right? So it's not just unnecessary things, but it's just like, we don't want to give people things that they're not going to use, and then they're going to feel bad getting rid of, so then it's going to pile up in their home. So the first thing you can do is you can ask what people actually need and stick to this. So ask for a list. Ask other people to give you a list of things that they need. Or just ask them, what is it that you actually want or need for your birthday or for Christmas? And if they give you a couple things, a couple options, then great. You know, some people are going to say, like, I don't know, I don't really need anything. And feel embarrassed about it. But I challenge you that if someone asks you what you want or what you need, tell them, like, Tell them what you want or what you need. If they're going to get you a gift, it might as well be something that you're actually going to use, right? So that's a thought. Um, You can do the same thing. So kind of bug them until they actually tell you what they want or need, right? Um, And then you can give experiences. So this is a favorite one for me as we have kind of gotten more into this minimalist lifestyle. Um, And we are doing this for Gemma for her first birthday. Obviously, she's one, so she doesn't realize, but... We aren't getting her something for her birthday, but we're gifting her some experiences. The first one was the birthday party, right? That's not free. Um, But also, we are going to take her somewhere. We don't know where that is yet. We just thought about it recently. Um, And we're going to take her somewhere that's fun for her and have that experience together as a family. So sharing an experience is a super fun way to give a gift that is more lasting because Oftentimes our memories and like the feeling of togetherness is going to last longer than our stuff. So for older kids, for friends, for family, you can give an experience and this can be on as small of a scale as like treating someone to a meal at one of their favorite places together, um, you know, have enjoying drinks together, you know, having a little even like throwing a little party for someone that could be an experience as a gift. And on a larger scale, that might be like tickets to a concert, a place they've been wanting to go, a trip, um, something like that. I'm sure there are plenty of things I'm not thinking about here, but um, either way, I think this is a really cool way to give a gift to someone. Another thing you can do is you can give them something handmade by you, um, something handmade that you bought, as long as it's something that really made you think of this person or that you think they are actually going to use and value and love. Um, You know, steer clear of this if you don't know the person super well. But for me, because I do hand lettering, I often go ahead and make something for someone. I frame it for them and you know if I know the person well then I think this is something that is usually used in their house and this is special because one you don't have to be spending money on something that you don't even know if they're going to use and two it's personal everyone loves something handmade or at least I do Um, and I think a lot of other people are the same way my last tip on this is that if you're at a loss for what to get for someone, ask them, okay? Ask people that are close to them. Ask them. Do everything you can to not buy them something random. Um, if you're buying someone something super random and you don't know that person super well and you're like, oh, I just got this last minute. Oh, this is something that most people like. Then it might be something that just sits in their house and is never used. So, Do whatever you can to find something that that person is going to want or use. 
We're going to talk more, like I said, about gift giving because there are so many cool ways to do gift giving around the holidays. Um, So when we get closer to that time, we're going to talk more about that on a future episode. All right. Like I said, this was one big listener question. So we don't have a listener question today other than what we just talked about for this whole episode. And that's really all I have. So I hope you all have a fantastic week. And... You know, if you have a party coming up or something you have to bring a gift to, I hope these tips are helpful for you. And we will talk to you next week. This has been an episode of the Minimalist Family Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. And if you're loving the podcast, leave us a review on iTunes. It will definitely help us get the word out and help other people discover our podcast. Even better, go ahead and share this with a friend that you know will love it too. We hope to see you back here next week. Until then, cheers to living with less stuff and more joy. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.